Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. to think about it. It is right here. It is right now. How you doing today? Brandon Stoke. Doing great. Good to have you back. Good Appreciate to see you back. Yesterday, he did a great job of filling your shoes. Glad you're back. I'm ready to rock and roll. Shout out to Orlando. Finally cleaning up that debt. Oh, no. Yeah, that King Supers pick him debt. Clean that thing up so we're on a clean slate. So shout out to him. Love it. Got a little extra cash in the pocket. Love it. That'll start off the day of the right the right way, Zach. How you doing? Oh, tone setter. How I'm you good, doing, man? How are you, man? I'm you doing great. You off yesterday. Yes, sir. Did you take a snowkly day? <laughs> now, you make fun of me because I missed one day when it snowed because it was the bomb cyclone. Like, we don't see this thing but once, like, the, right. Like the lunar solar eclipse, That's like right. once every 500 years. That's right. We got that, and I couldn't make it into work, and you make fun of me about that. But you, all of a sudden, don't show up on a snow day. You know what? It was rough in Centennial. All right. This is, uh, yes. Couldn't make it out. Right. <laughs> a lot of snow over there, right? Dude, dude, a lot of snow. So this is my sixth winter here, right? This is six years of doing this show this month. We've never had a winter like this in at least the last half decade that, that I've been around these parts. It's been, uh, yeah, it's, it's consistent. Snow yeah. and cold, snow and cold. Couple and it hasn't reprieves. melted. No, we it had hasn't. about a week and a half, two weeks of nothing. We did, and then, but it just, and it finally melted off, and then we get pelted again. Uh, I don't, I just can't handle the May, like the early May, eight, late April snow. I'm done with it at that point, right? And and so it's like, okay, I'm ready to move on. It's like you, I'm ready to go to spring break, you know, go to Arizona or California, and then it's like it's still dumping snow here. No, no, right. no, no, no. I've turned the page right. at that point. So that's when it really gets to me. Um, and there was a rumor around town that you were at Park Meadows Mall. I may have been. Huh? It's a personal day. That's the. I may have been. That's the. That's the. That, that would <laughs> no, be the I second was, time that I you was did not. that. No. Because you well, did no, that. It, it you said been, your son was been, sick. I have been, to stay home. And then next thing you know, I was like, "Hey, what'd you do yesterday?" Uh, well, I had. I got to go to the mall and get. I'm like, "Wait, what? You said your son was sick." No. Okay, that's happened exactly zero times. Uh, yesterday, what? it did not happen. It did happen because I didn't I, make that up. You, you're totally misrepresenting it. No, I'm not. The, and half of the truth is a lie. I'm not. So no, none of it's a lie. I Your son was I, sick, I, and you went was, to Park Meadows Mall, and you I, left him at home alone. <laughs> Told your wife you were taking care of him. Hey, he was napping anyway. <laughs> He's four. He's four. He'll figure right. out. He's Stay okay. in the house. Don't put leave. some snacks in his crib. <laughs> Not in the crib anymore. Sorry. Oh, my oh gosh. goodness. We're uh, off the rails already. How about these? How about these nuggets, man? How about them, dude? They just have their foot on the gas and haven't touched the brake in a while. I mean, they go into the All Star break on a winning streak. They get go into the All Star break number one in the Western Conference. They go in the All Star break forty one and eighteen, the best record through this amount of games in the history of the Denver Nuggets. Jokic another triple double. They are now twenty twenty one triple doubles, twenty one and zero. 
You can't make That's impressive. You can't, so those aren't fluff triple doubles. Nope. They impact Nikola Jokic, and this is going to lead to the MVP conversation we'll have shortly. Jokic impacts winning more than any player in the NBA and really more than any player in recent memory for me. His success on the floor directly correlates in wins. So when you try to define like what's most valuable, there's about 10 different arguments I can make, but that is somewhere near the top. That definitively, there's a direct correlation that when Nikola Jokic has success, the Nuggets win. Did you say triple-double? Triple-double. You know how I left the show yesterday telling everyone I'm firing on the triple-double tonight. D-Max over there, he's like, don't do it, don't do it. Who is he going to get the assist to? Who is he going to get the assist to? And I'm like, I'm doing it because I did it the night before or the game before and he didn't get it. So I'm Which like, brought your record to what? Yeah, not good. That. Yeah, not not good. But eventually it was going to catch up. <laughs> and, and banging it, down that door. Yes, it was gonna. It's gonna have to happen for me. I think this was my first win on it. That that yeah. tells you. I'm like, I was like, oh for five, oh okay. for five, something okay. like that. Yes, uh, right so around. That? I don't like to keep track of all my losses like that. Leave that to me. Yes, uh, wh- that's what, what was, you're here for. Wh- what was Appreciate the wh- what was the price on it? Can I guess? Yeah, sure. The plus yeah. uh, one thirty five. Um. No, it was that. No, not that high. No, it was a lot lower than. Depend on where you look, it okay. was like plus one hundred five ish. Oh wow, yeah, um, that's where so, we're at. I guess yes, that's right where it was, and it's it's almost getting to the point where it's not worth betting it. Right, right. I I looked the other night, and it was minus money. Wow, it was minus <laughs> money for someone to go for a triple double. Yes. Yes, and so that's where we're at with him. And but D Max like over there, like who's he gonna pass it to? Where's he gonna get the assist? Right, and I'm like, all right. And then he was tweeting at me last night. He was texting me, and I did. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is not looking good. Like five after three Dude. assist, five after three. I'm like, this is not looking good. It's not gonna happen. Whatever, all good, okay. And then all of a sudden, I look up and it's like, oh eight, nine, and you start to worry about. Okay, this is blowout city. And I was just how say, long is he going to play? How long is he going to stay in the game? That was the concern. There was a mini Mavs uh, scoring run about midway through the fourth quarter. I was not sure. I watched every possession of the game. I, I was not sure he was going to come back off the bench. But the Mavs cut it to like I don't know what it was, like eight or nine or something. It was like, oh no, he's going back in. Right. And there was an assist, in my opinion, that he was given that shouldn't have counted. Uh, Bruce Brown dribbled twice off of a pass from him, in my mind, just my known basketball instincts, you take two dribbles and then set up into your shot, in my mind, you, you don't get Stop an assist hating. for that. Why, why, Not why, hating. Yes, you are. I yes, watched the game. I'm giving you my interpretation yes, you of what happened. You abs- if it's Jokic, you absolutely do. <laughs> that's home cooking. It, it, okay, it, that's it, it was it a little bit of home if cooking. If it's close, Actually, you give I'm, it to the guy. I'm, I'm the broadcaster. Like, I wonder if he'll get an assist for that. And I'm like, and like oh, they gave it to they him. I'm like, oh, yes, my gosh. they did. It's the NBA, bro. You can take like three or four dribbles and get an assist. It's all good. It's all good. But he gets there. But how about this? How about this? The Nuggets are now 25 and 0, okay, or 25 straight games won when Nikola Jokic has a triple-double. So 21 this year, but also four last year. They won their last four games when he scored, uh, had a triple-double last year. That is the most consecutive team wins when a player has a triple-double now in NBA history. He passed Magic Johnson and the Lakers last night who did it over the course of three seasons, by the way, 84 wow. through 87, uh, 25 now consecutive wins with a triple-double is the most 
in NBA history. So just another feather in his cap. Yeah, uh, impressive. And, you know, this thing is just plowing away to um, another MVP. It, it, it really it really is. It's been impressive. And, you know, you've been on that train for a long time now. And it's um, it's here in unless he gets injured. Yep. Unless that's the only way that's going to derail this train. And there's only 23 games left. That's it. That's it, dude. That's it. I mean, we're we're you know three quarters of the way through with this thing, and yes. there's nothing after the All Star break. It's gonna you're gonna blink and it's gonna be over. And they're gonna be the number one seed in the West. They're five up on Memphis right now. So unless they absolutely collapse, which I don't think anyone sees happening. I mean, they're they're still playing great without Jamal and Aaron Gordon, still winning games. I just don't see that happening. If he just stays healthy, he's gonna keep producing triple doubles. And the thing that I like um, now is I don't know if it's they're going out of their way for the triple doubles or if it's um, but it's obviously and there was one a week or so ago where they put him back in just to get that extra assist to get that triple double. So it's like Michael Malone's kind of aware of that and like, hey, and they're kind of pushing it because that's really not his style. I don't think he cares, but. I think now they're kind of like, hey, let's let's go ahead and get this triple. Let's go. You, you need two more assists. Someone's in his ear. Like, he knows. He's looking up. And, and there's a point of emphasis, I think, there, a little point of emphasis. You agree with that? I 100% agree. Okay. I 100% agree. Based off the observation that you just um, uh, called out from last week. And last night, they are running sets down the stretch where he's getting the basketball in other people's hands. Yeah. I'm watching it. I'm like, that feels purposeful. And I know where he's at with the stats on that night. And I'm like, oh, no, yeah, they're trying to get his, the ball out of his hands into a scoring opportunity, and it worked. So, But he's great at it. It's not like you're, you're putting him in an uncomfortable situation like, oh, okay, this is this is awful. Like, what are we doing? Here's here? an example. It's natural. Russell Westbrook literally used to steal rebounds away from his front court players when he was trying to get that right. triple-double uh, probably five, six seasons back, whatever it was. You never see Jokic with a heavy-handed approach to reach a statistical benchmark. I've never seen it. So, but does not mean you can't cool, help them along right. the way? Yeah, I think that's awesome that, yeah. that, that you can tell that um, they're trying to do that a little bit. Yep. You know, if it works its way into the game. Right. And it's if you organic. got a big lead like that, who cares? Right. Like, let's go ahead and get this thing. Right. And I, I love that, especially when it puts a few extra dollars in my pocket. Absolutely Bam. love it. All right, we're off and rolling here on a Thursday. How about this? The candidate pool. For Broncos defensive coordinator took a wacky turn last night. Hang tight. It's next. Back. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. How was your vacation? <laughs> Guy takes one day off. Oh, oh, you better get ready. Oh. Hey, you better keep that energy. Oh, you better keep that energy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. As we head into the spring, spring's my time. <laughs> spring's my time. What does that mean? What does that mean for Stokely and Zach? Well, I, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> Zach and someone else. I mean, spring's when I I let my my wings out and I just go. Oh, I just go. Oh my it's, gosh, you go wolfing. I go wolfing. <laughs> Oh, wow. oh my gosh. Um, the candidate pool 
For, it's nice now, though. I have someone that just, you know, because like, I used to be that guy that takes the most time off around here. And, and I mean, he's already blown that away yeah. as a rookie. Like, as a rookie. Like, oh, yeah. rookie's in the house. Like, oh. Like oh. bones. Like yeah. bones. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, okay. You talk about things that you can't see coming. This this happens over and over with the Broncos here. Mike Kliss tweets last night, per source, the Broncos have requested permission to interview Arizona defensive coordinator Vance Joseph. Coach Vance! For the Denver D.C. position. Former Broncos head coach, couple years, 17-18. Joseph is under contract with Arizona, but with Jonathan Gannon expected to run the defense as Arizona's head coach, Joseph could be made available, end quote. What? VJ. You know, we were talking about Vic Fangio possibly coming back. And and Vance is before Vic. So, okay, I mean, that doesn't bother me. I just don't know how good of a job he's done in Arizona. Like, how good has their defense been? And, you know, when he was the head coach here, he was just a one-year defensive coordinator. For Miami. Yes. And now he's been, you know, the Arizona defensive coordinator, I don't know what, for like three years now maybe? Yeah, something yeah, like yeah that. I think it's three. Uh, I just don't know how they've done. They haven't done great, I don't think. I, mean, I, I, I can help you with some numbers. I mean, that, I, That's what I was looking for. I and mean, if you, if you, you know, want to help out here, that would be really nice. I said it like two times and... You just say I got you, and you start doing well, the takes, numbers. Well, That's what you should second. do. It takes me a second to 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 try to fill your gaps here. So now that the three seconds had passed, I okay. have the numbers. Well, perfect. Um, Help us out then. Points per game. How much does that matter to you? That's pretty much you know everything, really. I mean, that's what it boils down to. But it doesn't says doesn't say at all because if you got an offense that stinks, they can put you in bad situations. But, True. But it, that's a very important. How many teams in the NFL? Thirty-two. Thirty first. Oof. This past year, right? This past year, okay. giving yeah, up uh, twenty six and a half points a game. The only defense that was worse was the Chicago Bears, giving up um, about a half a point more per game. So, just you know, really the worst in the league. Not good. Not good. Okay. Um, look, I'm, I'm open to it. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. I just don't know. Uh, you know, he didn't do a great job last year, but I don't know all the circumstances in Arizona. So that's fair. Sean Payton interview him. You know, let's go through this process. Let's try to find the right defensive coordinator here. Just because it didn't work out as a head coach with Vance Joseph, I'm not crossing him off the list to be the defensive coordinator. And I don't think, you know, it's, it was so long ago. I probably would rather Vance than Vic. You'd rather have Vance than Vic? Probably so. Okay. I prob- Probably so, <clears throat> yes. Um, you know, if we're talking about just old-time coaches here that were coming back, and we did talk a lot about Vic... I say that because when you hear from players and Wolf, just like I think Wolf has said it multiple times in, into the microphone, just didn't vibe with Vic at all and his style. Just didn't really like the guy. And how would that have meshed coming back here with some of the same guys here? Uh, so I, I think um, I would prefer Vance over Vic. Obviously, Vic's in Miami now. Uh, so interview. That's fine. I'm cool with that. How, I mean, like, right. what are your your thoughts on it? Um, well, if, if if you had a chance to get Vic Fangio as your defensive coordinator, and the other option was Vance Joseph, uh, 
I'll get a lower back tattoo that says Vic. I mean, I, Vic Vic has a, a oh, infinitely, I, infinitely, and let me be clear, infinitely better career than Vance Joseph. Well, yeah. Now, yeah. if you want to hire Vance Joseph, it's got to be some other reason other than merit because Vance Joseph has been had an awful last few years, really, last uh, more than half decade. He was terrible in Miami. He had the 26th-ranked defense in the league. We still hired him because he was a leader of men. That went over like a fart in church. And then he goes to Arizona, and he's, he's, it's one of the league's worst defenses um, that, 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 that you can roll out. So you have a, a, a terrible run in Miami, an even worse run in Denver where they were the most blown-out team in professional football, and then you're 31st in the league in points per game. There's context to every situation, but when I got a sample size since 2016 that's just bad, um, I, I, I just naturally kind of push back. Now, if there's some stuff that I'm not like, the connection with players and stuff as a coordinator, and you know who really raved about him is Kareem Jackson. That uh, that Vance Joseph like helped him take him to another level. So there's something there. There's something there that had him interview for the job. I just can't draw from enough merit. That's like, hey, look at what he did here. Look at what he did there. Um, as much as I would like to. Yeah, and that's fair. That's that's fair. So I can't give you much pushback on that at, at all. Uh, but. Interview him. Let's see what it um, yeah. would look like if you're Sean Payton. Should he be at the top of the list? No, probably not. Um, and it's, and it's, just go through this process. And if he's available and he's been a defense coordinator, and I think um, you um, you should interview him. You you should, and I have no issue with that. And you know, I'm you kind of trust Sean Payton here, but this would be right. one of those where it's like we did this with Randy Gregory. It's like if this doesn't go well. Would you be able to say you saw it from a mile away? Yeah. And if you hired Vance Joseph to be the defensive quarter, maybe maybe it'd be great. I don't know. Um, but if it didn't, if it wasn't great and it was a disaster, it'd be like, well, yeah. I mean, this was a disaster when he was head coach. It was a disaster in Miami. You hired him for some, like, intangible sort of quality uh, that didn't show up. And then he didn't get the job done in Arizona. So it would um, there, there'd be some low-hanging fruit type of criticism it, but is that enough reason to not hire him if you believe he could do a great job? Probably not, too. So I, I don't yeah, know. Probably not. Uh, but it continues. It continues the defensive coordinator search, and I, we'll see. We'll see. I, I mean, next 48 hours? Yeah, absolutely. Next 48 hours. Next for 48 sure. hours. We already know that. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll know for sure in the next 48 hours. But this thing is kind of dragging on. It kind of is what it is. I don't think you're going to lose any of these candidates to, I don't know, the Colts or the Cardinals because they just hired their coaches. Right. Um, I don't know. To me, it still seems like this is going to be a Rex Ryan deal. I, I don't know. I mean, right? I think I'd be good with that. Yeah, and it does sort of feel like that. Who who would you rather have, Rex or, or Vance? Rex. Me too. I don't think that's in debate. You put the resume side by side and it. He's been a better coach and a better defensive coordinator. That, yes. That's, that's, I mean, that goes without saying. So, um, Agreed. Rex for sure. Rex for sure. Rex wants to get back, right? You wouldn't do the interview, or I guess if you weren't at least interested halfway. Yeah. I think um, that's that's fair. Obviously, you do the interview because you want to get back into it. Now, maybe you might not feel like it might be a good fit after the interview, but I think going into it, yeah, you're open to coaching again and I think some time off sometimes is a good thing. Yeah, you know, you get, and, yeah. and then you get tired of being in the studio and that kind of grind, and you want to be back on the field, man, doing what you do. That's right. He's a lifer, man. Right. His dad was a you know 
Buddy Ryan, um, and his brother was a coach. Like, that's what these guys do. Yep. They coach. Yep. They don't sit in a studio with a, a tie on. I mean, that's not Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan's a sweatpants and a T-shirt guy. Yeah, right. And, you know, coaching defense. And, no you know, doubt. let's go get a darn snack. Right. Right? Yep. I mean, that's, that's when he's at his best. And so uh, I'm sure he still wants to do it. And that's, um, that's who he is. He's a coach, not an analyst. Mm. Okay. One of the two biggest stories of the NFL offseason could be coming to the AFC West. What should Broncos country be rooting for or against? We'll have that conversation coming up next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station, 1043 The Band. One of the two biggest stories of the NFL offseason could be coming to the AFC West. What should Broncos country be rooting for or against? What do you think are the um, legitimate question just to you? What do you think are the two biggest offseason NFL stories? Well, one of them is Aaron Rodgers. What's going to happen with him? 100%. Um, Tom Brady is retired, right? Quotes um, there. The other uh, big story, man, I'm trying to think of another one. I can't off the top of my head. Um, trying to think quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, yeah, quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. One of your old teams? Uh, Lamar Jackson? What happens ah. with Lamar Jackson? Okay, yep. I think those are it. I mean, you needed a little bit of help on the second one, but I think you're on it. It's, what happens next with Aaron Rodgers? Where's Aaron Rodgers? It feels like, and I know we've talked about this for two or three off seasons. this is the end. It feels like the end of the road for Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, and they're both finally on the same page of going their separate ways. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's uh, you look at the money they're going to have to pay him this year, guaranteed like fifty, fifty-five million. Yep. And you look, you want to look at Jordan Love, and it's just time to turn the page on that whole deal. It's just it's run its course. It's, it's run its course. It's just the way it is, and so I think um, yes, we've seen the last of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Have we seen the last of Lamar Jackson in Baltimore? Man, it's short. The, their talk says no. Like, all their talk says no. They're like, oh, yeah, we, we reached out to Lamar, too, about the offensive coordinator because they just hired a new offensive coordinator. And, right. Um, but I don't know. I, I I think if you can get something good in return, a haul of picks, I think you – you move on if you're the Ravens because he wants a contract like a Deshaun Watson contract. Yep. Um, and if you can't get a long-term deal done, then I think you need to turn the page and move on. Now he's getting injured. His play is not this close to being the same as what it was when he was the MVP. Why? Uh, you know, maybe they don't have the weapons at the wide re- Maybe they need to help him out a little bit more at the wide receiver position. Um that could be the that could be the case. I, I'm just not sure. Their passing game has really taken a big step back from where it was a few years ago, and you know he's he's having trouble staying healthy now. So I um in 12 games, you know how many uh, passing yards he averaged? 192. You're darn close. 187. Wow. 187 passing yards per game. That's it. That's down from. 240 with that running year with that running game that they have you should be stealing it should be stealing yes 
And so I, I just think that, you know, it's run its course there with that offense and what was going on and, and how they – and maybe this new offense coordinator has a different mindset of how it, it will look there. But, uh, you know, when you start getting banged up and injured with the style of play that he has, it's 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 tough. And he's not getting any younger. He's getting a little older, obviously. And, you know, can he su- sustain that moving forward? And he wants a huge contract. And he probably deserve he does deserve it, but are you going to guarantee that much money right. to a quarterback that um, struggles throwing the football and is has been injured the last two years? I wouldn't. I don't think I would either. I think you got the very best of him, and right. the, and the very best of him hasn't been recently. It's been years. Like he won the MVP in two thousand nineteen. He led the league in, in passing touchdowns that year. Yeah. 36 touchdown passes. He missed a game that year, too, so he did in 15 games. You know how many touchdowns he threw this past year? In 12 games, 17. Played 12 games last year, 16. I mean, th- this is just not good. Um, and somehow his touchdown total in 12 games this past year is higher than Russell Wilson's, which is just disturbing, to say the least. Um, but... It doesn't feel like a Ravens move to ink him to a deal that he's looking for. Yeah. Like, organizationally, they have, like, a compass, and it just seems like that one isn't pointing true north. And, um, you know, you said it best. I think his best days have been behind him. And w- even when he was at his best, you never won anything, really. I think you won one playoff game. I think so. And that's really been about it. So it's not like you've made these great runs with him and he's won these huge games for you. One, one, one playoff game, and it wasn't. Even that year, his one playoff win was in 2020. He's it, he's he's one in three in his four playoff games. Yeah, so uh, it, like, and you're going to ink him to what 150, 160. He wants you know uh, guaranteed money. I just think that that's uh, at some point you you look to see what you can recoup for a guy like that, and, and you just move on. There's a tag where you can tag him, and someone can trade for him for two first round picks. I ultimately think that's what's going to happen. I think they're at the end of the road, and I think he's thrown his last pass for the Ravens. Do you agree? Man, that's a tough one. I'll say um, yes. Okay. So it leads us to this point where we both believe that Aaron Rodgers will be on the move and Lamar Jackson. These are two MVPs at the quarterback position. This is kind of the way of the NFL. We're seeing more movement. It's not the NBA, but it's it's moving closer across the spectrum toward that. Could one of these two quarterbacks end up in the AFC West? Certainly. I mean, I, I would put Aaron Rodgers at the top of that list over Lamar Jackson in, in Vegas. I mean, there's been rumblings about that. There's rumblings about uh, him and Devontae Adams reuniting. Devontae yeah. Adams talked about it at the Pro Bowl, I think it was. And so... Oh, I missed that. Yeah. he, he, he uh, So it's... it's um, I think that would be the the likelier one to happen is Aaron Rodgers to to Vegas. Makes sense. Aggressive ownership, kind of an all in move on the heels of the Devontae Adams trade a year ago. What would be worse for Denver? Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, that's a hard one. I, I just think that Aaron Rodgers obviously is a better quarterback overall, but he doesn't. How much longer does he have left? Let's just assume um, his contract that runs. Uh, you got uh, well, he's under 
he's under contract for the next little bit. I mean, it looks like he's got three years left on his on the deal. So like that contract that he signed must be kicking in this year. It was like three years, one hundred and fifty million. So let's just assume. Let's just assume. Let's just assume two to three seasons. It's always something with Aaron Rodgers though in the off season. He'll he'll go through the off season next year and. You know, he'll need a darkness retreat to decide if he's coming back darkness or, like, retreat. whatever, you know, something weird like that. It might be a light, a light retreat yes. this time. To see Nothing but light. Yeah, I, I don't know. So that's obviously uh, a, always a big distraction, just seem like looming around him. So it's like there's negatives with Aaron Rodgers. Sure. And then you look at Lamar Jackson, can he stay healthy? You know, what style of football will you try to play with uh, with him? Are you going to change your whole offense to to have a Ravens style of an offense? I just think that's a hard thing to do for a team. And the Ravens obviously have committed to that style of an offense, and, and it's only gotten them so far. So it's um, it'll be interesting. But I think there's negatives with both guys, and, and one obviously, and Aaron Rodgers is a lot older. Uh, but I think I would probably fear Aaron Rodgers a little bit more than Lamar because of what you have to do with Lamar as your quarterback and, and pretty much change your whole offense around. I agree with you. I think even though it would be maybe a shorter term, I think Aaron Rodgers just in general represents a greater threat because he's better. He's just a better quarterback. He's he's one of the 10 best quarterbacks we've ever seen. In terms of, you know, you look at MVPs, he's got four of them that trails only Peyton. He's won a Super Bowl. Um, so, yeah, but we'll see, man. We'll see. Uh Things are going to pick up in both of these departments here over the next month. The new league year starts in less than a month. So that's how it happens with the NFL, man. They were so strategic with their benchmarks throughout the year. It's a year-round thing. March 15th is the start of the new league year, and it's February 16th today. So, And Derek Carr right now is a free agent, so he can sign anywhere right now. So it's... It's it's happening. Yeah. It's happening. We'll see if he gets done before the um, league year starts, and that's when, like you said, all the other stuff can start happening. So it'll be interesting to see this the quarterback carousel. It, it, it happens again. You think, what about, I mean, Aaron Rodgers controls this whole thing. He does. Obviously. He if, does. If he wants to be traded, he, you know, he'll get to dictate where, obviously. Nobody's going to trade for him if he doesn't want to go there. You think, how about the Jets? Very possible. I mean, their owners said they're they'll go all in for a quarterback. Very possible. Where do you where do you think where do you think he ends up, Aaron Rodgers? New York, Jets. Okay. Yep. Um, and what about uh, what about uh, Derek Carr? Carolina. Carolina. Yep, that's where I was going. We'll see, and I think we get news on that sooner than later. I think. We- I'll tell you what, I think within the next 48 hours, I think we'll know about Derek Carr. I think I agree with you. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I okay. like that. Look at you. After a recent interview, we can only ask the question of what if when it comes to someone who may have thought he was going to be a Bronco. That's next. It's Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. After a recent interview, we can only ask the question of what if when it comes to someone who may have thought he was going to be a Denver Bronco. Now, some folks 
uh, get into this more than others. The what if factor. Okay. It's Justin Fields, who is on the Pardon My Take Barstool podcast. He did not think he was going to become a Chicago Bear. And he gives a brief explanation why. I knew I wasn't going top three. San Fran had told my agent that, you know, we weren't, they were going to take Trey. So I knew I wasn't going top three. So, you know, Atlanta, they were kind of shaky on the quarterback situation. So I thought, you know, maybe there was a chance that I go there. So Atlanta, they take my, my, my boy Kyle Pitt. Cincinnati had five. They went with Jamar. The next team that I thought I was going to go to was the Panthers. So Panthers had eight and they didn't choose me. They chose my guy JC. Uh, the nine, you know, the Broncos had the ninth pick and they chose Pastor Tain. So after nine, I'm in the, in the house. Like, I, you know, I don't know where I'm about to go. Uh, I don't know where I'm going to end up because um, the next few teams didn't really need quarterbacks. So uh, then, you know, my agent called me, set the Bears straight down, and, you know, that's when I, of course, got, got drafted. But, uh, yeah, but after really after four and eight, after uh, Atlanta passed on me and Carolina passed on me, I had no idea where I was going to go. And then the, there the Broncos uh, stood at, at number nine. They end up drafting Sertam. And it's funny because I read this article from Yahoo that repurposed these quotes, and it was like they said that the most confusing one was the Broncos at nine because at the time they were the most quarterback-needy team coming off the Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke experience, where Atlanta was like, yeah, you still kind of have Matt Ryan, and if you if you talked yourself into going down that road, you could. Yeah. The, the Colts certainly did. Um, and then at eight, it yeah. was the Panthers who had brought in Sam Darnold to go head-to-head with Baker, right? Do I have that, that timetable right, I think? No, Baker just went there this year. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So they had just traded for Darnold and picked up his fifth-year option? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how it um, – yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they, they had got, they had got um, Sam Darnold um, and right. picked up the fifth-year option. So that was the lane that they were heading down. They could have still taken a young quarterback, though. Could have. Uh, in that situation. Um, but obviously they didn't elect to do that because they wanted to see if they could resurrect Sam Donald. Yeah. Right? Which makes yep. sense. Yep. That once upon a time, he was the third overall pick, right? Uh, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Darnold, right? Baker, Saquon, Darnold. Um, but then he like holds out hope. He's like, and after nine, he's like, after, after the ninth pick goes... I'm walking around the house like I have no idea where I'm going to go. Now, the Bears eventually moved up and grabbed him. But, you know, I've heard uh, our compadre in the afternoon, DMAC, say, and we argued about this a couple weeks ago, but, hey, if the Broncos had gone down the Justin Fields road, which, and I remember on draft night, after they picked Sertan, George said we loved Justin Fields. He didn't use that word with any other quarterback other than Justin Fields. Had they gone down that road, how much different of a position would the Broncos be in? And do you agree with someone like DMAC who believes and was espousing this on Twitter yesterday that the Broncos actually would be a playoff team this past year that they went 5-12 and 12 if Justin Fields was in the fold? Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, come on. Uh, no, I don't agree with that at all. Broncos wouldn't have been a playoff team this year, no. With, with Justin Fields. Absolutely not. Let's not act like Justin Fields is this complete quarterback. And um, I mean, he, he had a nice year, uh, but mostly with his legs. And uh, But you like what you see from him as a young quarterback. Sure. Obviously, the, the jump that he took from year one to year two, and he just seems like a competitor. And But overall, 
I don't think the Broncos would be a, a playoff team if they had Justin Fields this past year. You think so? Of, no, of okay. course not. Of All course right. not. But I agree with the franchise might be in a better position. Of course it would be. It, it would, it would, I think it would be maybe more exciting right now. And if it didn't work out, easier to move on. Yes. Both of those things. That's right. And it'd I mean, be like you're not committing all this money to him. Like you said, it's much easier to move on from him. And there's no ramifications there. So, and you have a young, talented, young quarterback that you could try to build around, and he can he can move, man. I mean, the guy can, can run with the football. I mean, he's like a running back back there. If you can get that passing game going a little bit with him, that's um, now you have something. So that's uh, yeah, you would be you would be in a much better position right now. He was 64 yards shy heading into the final week, and it was a question mark whether he was going to play or not. He, he, he did not play, but he, which was a smart move by the Bears. But eventually he got, he got the number one pick. He was 64 yards shy of breaking Lamar Jackson's all-time rushing record for a quarterback in any single season. Wow. That's how special he was. And you know, you know how many uh, touchdown passes he threw and how many interceptions? Just give me a guess. Um... 18 touchdowns, five interceptions. Okay, really close on the touchdown mark. 17 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. Okay. Russell Wilson season, 16 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. So identical uh, interception mark. Justin Fields actually threw one more touchdown pass than Russell Wilson did as a rookie. He's got to be better in, in the passing game. And, and, look, they have to be better around him. How about that also? Who are you talking about, Fields or Wilson? Fields. Or both. Both. <laughs> both. Yes. But, you know, the Bears have to do what Jacksonville did around Trevor Lawrence. you got to uh, help him out a lot this offseason. That's priority one, two, three, four, five for them. I mean, if they're sticking with them and not going with, um, you know, drafting someone at one. So, I think um, – and then you got to so you so you know if he can get it done or not, but uh, they have to help him out. And he but he needs it if he can take that step in the passing game, then that's a that's that's scary. That's scary because I mean I remember that game last year uh, against New England and it was a Monday night or Sunday night game and he was just terrific. They could not stop him. I remember. And you know three guys would hit him and he would escape. And next thing you know he's taking off for a fifty yard run. I mean he was impressive. So. Uh, but they need to help him out a lot more than what they did this past year to see if they got something. Or not. Do you think they're sticking with him? Man, that is such a good question because you have the number one overall pick. There's going to be four quarterbacks taken in the top ten. And how much do you believe in him? How much do you believe in Bryce Young? I think Bryce Young's the best quarterback in this class. I'm concerned with him. He is a frail guy. Yes, he, he is. is not a big guy, and that's a quarterback out of Alabama. He mm-hmm. is. He's he's a slender type of guy, man. I he just, who that's that makes me nervous if I'm taking him one overall. I would I would just continue down the road of Justin Fields, okay. and what I saw and try to build off of that. If I'm Chicago, uh, now they know better than anyone. They get to see him every day yep. and how he handles his business. But I would look to trade that number one pick and move back, you know, four or five, and uh, get a haul in return. You got a lot of cap room, this, this so you could really set yourself up nicely uh, to make some some big moves and, and change the direction of this of that organization. Uh, but I, I, Bryce Young for me makes me nervous. He should make you nervous because we're not used to seeing quarterbacks that slight have success. 
but I, I was thinking about this yesterday as I was walking through the uh, uh, food court at Park Meadows. Yeah, see, see I um, knew it. What'd you get? So What'd you stupid. get? What'd you get to eat? <laughs> food courts got upgraded. I mean, uh, uh, they got a little steak, uh, uh, steak and cheese place. I forget what yeah. it's called there. Uh-huh. But um, I would rather bet on the guy who I think is the best at the position and doesn't fit the profile stature wise than draft a quarterback that's less of who I think he is at the position, but is more stature wise. You know what I'm saying? No, I, that was very confusing. Just who would you rather? Bryce Young. Okay, because that I was think very confusing. It, well, it shouldn't have been that. Confusing. It was. Yes, it was. It was not laid out nicely at all. I can try again. I'd rather bet on the best quarterback who doesn't look like the profile of okay. a number one pick okay. than someone who looks like the number one pick and who just I don't think is the best quarterback. Like Will Levis from Kentucky. I never watched him, and I watched him almost every Saturday and said, "Man, that guy looks like a top ten quarterback." Like with his play, but you see him and he's like a monster and he's got a rocket arm and it's like, am I just talking myself into this? With Bryce Young, it was just like amazing production, decision making, accuracy. Like, so you'd rather, but you'd rather Bryce Young over Justin Fields. That that that's what you were just telling me. I thought I'm not. I don't care about Will Levitz or any of those other guys. Well, I'm, I'm talking he, about we're talking about Bryce Young and Justin Fields. I take Bryce Young. Okay, I think Bryce Young has his ceiling is as a decision maker and accuracy is just like the, he's that dude. How about you? No. Go I'm Justin taking Justin Fields, Fields cuz I've seen I actually seen him play and be really successful in the NFL. Sure. And I would trade the pick, move back a little bit, give me another great football player, give me a haul in return of draft picks and put weapons around him and I would just continue to go down that road. But I I, I look I totally understand it's fair. from your yeah. perspective. But and 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 and, and mine yours. Yeah. They, they need help around him regardless if they right. go down that the leading receiver, 544 yards. Yeah, if it's Bryce Young or Justin Fields, right. you've got to upgrade that talent offensively if you're the Bears. No doubt about it. Okay, does Sean Payton's approach to the NFL draft contradict the philosophy of George Payton? That's next.